Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساءة فأوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله تعالى قال تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون قال تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا الحمد لله وثنك الله وثنك الله وثنك الله الحمد لله وثنك الله for too many things to thank him for سبحانه وتعالى we thank him for the blessings of seeing, of touching, of hearing, of eating, of walking, of breathing of being alive and the biggest blessing of being amongst the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The blessing of being those who say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadan Rasulullah. The one who Allah guides, none can misguide him. And the one who is unfortunate does not have the guidance from Allah, who it is that can guide him. We be a witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the best of men, was a prophet of Allah, was the best of messengers, and he discharged, he fulfilled his job, his role as a messenger in the best way. He was the best husband, he was the best father, he was the best warrior in the battlefield, he was the best leader of this ummah, he was the best of morals, the best in everything. And we ask for Allah's peace and blessings to be upon him sallallahu alayhi wasallam, upon his family, his wives, his companions, and all of those who follow him until the last day. Brothers and sisters, alhamdulillah, we're not there yet. We have not arrived, we have not reached. We are not there yet. But we hope, we pray that inshallah ta'ala, we, you and I will be amongst those chosen by Allah, that in the next few days, we witness, we enter the blessed month of Ramadan inshallah. Allahumma balligna Ramadan. Allahumma balligna Ramadan. Allahumma balligna Ramadan. Brothers and sisters, it's, uh, it's an amazing month. It's a month of taqwa, as Allah says in the Quran, Ya ladina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ladina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. The month of getting closer to Allah and gaining taqwa. It is the month in which the Quran was revealed. It is the month in which Allah made duty fard upon us, the fasting. And he made for himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that this action is special for Allah alone. 
that he receives it from his servant. We ask Allah to grant us a wonderful Ramadan. It is a month of mercy and many, many gifts. And the question for you and I is what will we gain from Ramadan? What are we looking for in Ramadan? What are we seeking in Ramadan? Unfortunately, for some of us, Ramadan comes and Ramadan goes. From Ramadan to Ramadan, in this man, in this woman, in this person, you don't see any improvement in their life as a Muslim, in their taqwa. This is one of the objectives of Ramadan, yes? To gain taqwa, closeness to Allah. Taqwa is what? Running to obey Allah, running away from his disobedience. In a nutshell, this is taqwa. That you have this heightened awareness, I want to please my Lord. I want to be close to my Lord. I want my Lord to enter me into Jannah. I want my Lord to be happy with me. I want to obey him. I want to worship him because he deserves obedience and worship, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But some people, there is no increase in this determination, awareness, understanding, knowledge of how to be a better Muslim from Ramadan to Ramadan. And that is a disaster. So yes, we make dua and we ask Allah to grant us a good Ramadan. But, 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 there are two ingredients which are so important. I call them IP. IP, intention and preparation. You need to ask yourself, I need to ask myself, what do you want from this Ramadan? A few days ago I was sat in Finsbury Park. And in the cafe opposite me is an old man. And he was speaking and he was giving some advice. And he mentioned something which got me thinking. He got my mind going. He mentioned that when you want to do something, what is it you intend to do? How do you want to do it? You just intend to get through. Exams are coming up for many of our children now. You have one student, he's thinking, I just want to pass. This is the level of his intention, the level of his expectation, the level of his preparation. Another student says, inshallah, I want to get A stars. I want to get A's. I want to scheme this exam. I want to kill it, man. I want to do so well. Best exam in my life. Which of those students is going to prepare more? Which of those is going to strive more? And that's why I'm asking you and I the question, what do you want from Ramadan? If Allah allowed me and you now to write a blank check, what do you want in Ramadan? Are we the Muslim who says, I just want to get through, the days are long, fasting is going to be a bit tough, I just want to get through. If that's the level of your expectation, from a month where you can get forgiven, you can gain Jannah, you can gain Taqwa, you can gain Allah's mercy, you can be like a new person after this Ramadan, but you just want to what? You just want, I just, I, just, I just want to get through it. It's not enough. We need to be those who aim for an awesome Ramadan. For the best ever Ramadan we've ever had, inshallah. That needs to be the level of our aim. And we as Muslims, we know the first hadith in many of the books of ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِنَّمَ الْأَعْمَالُ بِالْنِيَاتِ the actions are by intentions. So when you turn to Allah, when I turn to Allah and he says to his slave, what do you want from this Ramadan? Don't ask for a mediocre, get through average Ramadan. Ask for it to be the best Ramadan in your life, inshallah. Because when you start to think like that, that's the first issue. You're having a great intention, a great expectation, a great determination. 
to do your best and to seek the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This means the second thing, preparation. Good intention, awesome Ramadan, that's what I want. We have to prepare. You have to prepare. And I would say we have to prepare and think about three areas. You have to think about yourself. What is it you want? What is your plan? You have to have intention that your family has an awesome, great, magnificent, fantastic, taqwa-filled Ramadan, and you need to plan for that. And you need to think about your ummah. Because we're Muslims, we have to think on these three levels. In terms of yourself, brothers and sisters, to aim for this awesome Ramadan, I am sure that if you think back about the many Ramadans that Allah has blessed you and I with, maybe in your mind there is one year that stood out. One Ramadan where at the end of it you felt so happy. You felt your taqwa was increased. You felt you are closest to Allah. You felt you achieved your goals. So what worked? What did you do in that year? What made it special? You have to have some preparation. You have to think, what are you going to focus on this Ramadan? And my personal advice, somebody may give you other advice, is to focus on a few things. Sometimes people, they start Ramadan, beginning of the month, I'm going to do everything. Uh, finish the Quran ten times. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then the first night they're in Taraway, the second night they're in Taraway, the third night they're getting tired, the fourth night, uh, well I have work the next morning, the fifth night, burnout. It's called burnout. You can't achieve everything in Ramadan. From zero to 100%. No, no. No. But you have to think to yourself, what do you want to focus on as a Muslim? For somebody, maybe it is the tajweed of Quran. He wants to recite the Quran in the best way and learn and sit with a teacher. Maybe this is one goal in this Ramadan. Somebody else's tajweed is good. He wants to start to go into tafsir. He wants to sit in circles of tafsir, read the books of tafsir, listen to the lectures of the scholars in tafsir. To start to understand better when Allah in the ayah says this, what does it mean? What is its implication? What does it mean for him? What is his duty towards this book? For somebody else, it could be reciting a certain amount of Quran. Whatever it is your goal, you need to plan it. Sit down, have a plan, carve out the time for yourself. What circles will you attend so that at the end of the month, you are in a better position at the end of this month with our relationship with the Qur'an. And I have to stress, I have to stress, I have to stress what Allah stresses when He says, شَهْرُ رَمَذَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتِ مِنَ الْخُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ this is the month of the Qur'an. Whatever goals you have, however else you and I want to be better in this month, one of the things that has to be in there, has to be, is a new relationship with the Qur'an. This is what changed the life of this ummah. This is what changed this world. The revelation on Laylatul Qadr to a man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, of a book, the words from Allah the Most High about how to deal with every area of life, how to solve every problem in your personal life, how to deal with your enemy, how to deal with your wife, how to deal with your ummah, how to make the world a better place, how to establish a state. Everything is covered in this book. And sometimes we just read it and we just skim the surface. We just get a bit here and there. This is guidance for life and we are people who have to live life so we want to start a new relationship, a new understanding to look to this Qur'an for every matter. 
everything that affects this ummah in your personal, your private life, everything, Quran. The problems in Syria, what does the Quran say? The problems in our community here, what does the Quran say? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in this month we become closer to the Quran. We have a better relationship with the Quran. That Allah forgives our sins. He helps us to have a great intention, a strong motivation for an awesome, powerful, inspiring, taqwa-filled Ramadan. He grants us our wishes. Allahumma balligna Ramadan. So you've decided on yourself, you have your plan, what you're going to do. We are part of a family. So you also want to enthuse, to motivate your family towards having an awesome Ramadan, a great Ramadan. That means again intention. You need to discuss with them, enthuse them, motivate them, especially the young children, the young kids who are doing exams now, they're thinking, oh, the day's going to be so long. Some of them, that's all they're thinking about. Ramadan in the summer equals long days. And the days are long. You can't run away from that. What helps us to overcome the down long days? What helps some people even to enjoy those days when they enter Ramadan? Because they have a higher goal. Because they're thinking of the reward. They're thinking of closeness to Allah. They're thinking of iftar. They're thinking of the dua at the time of iftar and how it is answered. They're thinking of the reward from Allah. They're thinking this could be their last Ramadan and the gate paradise, the gate to Jannah, inshallah. Those thoughts motivate you. And sometimes our young children, they don't have those thoughts. So when they hear Ramadan, they just think Ramadan, fasting. Fasting, hunger. Hunger, long days. Oh man, what am I going to do? That means we also need to motivate, inspire them. Talk to them about what is so special about this month. What is it that Allah is putting in front of us for us to come and take the forgiveness, the maghfirah, the paradise, the answer to our du'as? Motivate them. Again, motivate so they have a great intention and also plan, preparation, IP. Plan what will you do as a family in this Ramadan? Where will you go together to Taraweeh? Where will you go together for iftar? What things will you do together to learn about this deen, to learn the Qur'an, to study the Qur'an together? What du'aj should we make as a family for our ummah, as a family for ourselves, for Allah to help us to be closer to Him as a family, to save us from Jahannam, to help us in the tough climate that we find ourselves in? I.P. Intention, a great intention. Great du'a to Allah to help us in this Ramadan, to make it wonderful and special and planning and working together with our family. Last year, a few times I went to Edmonton Masjid and there was something interesting. We finished our way late and one of the ice cream places is still open late. It's good business from Muslims. And I would see the young people and their parents sometimes, they'll go and get ice cream after Taraway. And I thought, this is nice. That means Ramadan is a time we also enjoy each other's company and we have some ice cream after Taraway. So Ramadan is not just fasting, hunger, do as you're told. It's a time that brings us close together. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us in this Ramadan to have a family unit that is closer to Him. To grow together in taqwa as a family. To grow in love as a family. To be the family that inshallah will enter Jannah together. We'll seek the reward from Allah together. And Allah will be happy with us. Allahumma balligna Ramadan. And the final thing we have to think about an ummah. You and I can plan, can have the intention for an awesome Ramadan, whatever that means for you. 
You can plan of how to achieve that, inshallah ta'ala. But you know, the reality is that for you and I, our basic needs, food, a roof over our heads, a wonderful masjid to pray in, these are sorted. They're sorted. We have them, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. There are Muslims in the Central African Republic facing persecution. Muslims in Kashmir facing persecution. Muslims in Somalia suffering all sorts of issues. Muslims in Burma, Muslims in Syria, Muslims in Egypt under a tyrannical dictator who hates this deen so much and oppresses and ready to kill people. There are Muslims who are facing situations which you and I would not wish for. And if Ramadan does not bring out in us a reminder that we are part of this Ummah, one Ummah, one fast, worshiping one creator. If Ramadan does not bring that out in us, we are finished. Anybody who does not feel for his Ummah in Ramadan, what kind of Muslim is that? Alhamdulillah, that is not the case. We feel for the feeling of Ummah is heightened in Ramadan. This is one of the blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you get on a plane from here and you land in Karachi or Canada, you will meet people who are fasting like you, praying like you, going to Taraweeh like you, making dua like you for a fantastic and awesome Ramadan ta'ala. So we have a responsibility towards this Ummah. We have a responsibility to respond to their call, to their cries, as the Quran ordered. As the Prophet ﷺ did. Ramadan was not a time when the Prophet ﷺ focused only on himself, or focused only on his family. He was close to his Lord and recited the Quran with Jibreel, just the two of them. He used to wake his family up to pray, to hajjud in Ramadan. But also he cared, cared, cared so much sallallahu alayhi wasallam for this ummah. He went on battlefield in Ramadan to defend this ummah and to convey Islam. He looked after the problems of this ummah as Allah ordered in the Quran. He spent the money from the Baytul Mal on behalf of this ummah. This sunnah is absent today in our lives. And that's why Muslims are suffering everywhere. So this Ramadan, think of your ummah. Remember your ummah. Send your zakat al-fitr, sadaqah to them. It helps them a lot. I'm not saying don't spend it here as well, but abroad, this money goes very far. If you can, send some of it abroad. Make dua that Allah relieves the suffering of this ummah. And make dua to Allah and support the call for the return of the sharia of Allah, the pure sharia, revealed in the blessed month of Ramadan. When it is implemented, when it is followed, when a government looks to it and takes solutions from it for life problems, unites us by removing the borders, looks after the orphans by spending the money, gives the woman her rights when she wants the right which Islam has given her, helps the people in Syria by sending an army to liberate them. When a strong state, a strong Islamic state does this, the Khilafah Rashid, it solves many problems. That is the only state that rules, that looks to the Quran and Sunnah. Today we have many countries. And in this Ramadan, they will tell the Quran, they will tell the, the, the reciters of Quran, read, recite. And they will sway back and forth. They will listen to the recitation. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. And when the recitation finishes, that same Quran, they throw it behind their backs, these rulers. They don't refer to it. And when you say, Islam, we need to follow Sharia, they say, uh, 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 extremism, terrorism. 
Yeah, you follow your masters in the West. No Muslim country today gives the Quran the way that you have. May Allah make this the last Ramadan without one ruler, one Khalifa in the Muslim world implementing this Quran. Brothers and sisters, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he answers our du'as, that he helps us to have a strong intention and determination for an awesome, awe-inspiring, for the best Ramadan that we've ever had, that he answers our du'as, he lets us enter his Jannah, he grants us his mercy, and this Ramadan is the best, inshallah ta'ala, that we've ever had in our life. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.